Hello, welcome back to Reignite Your Soul podcast. I'm your host, Laura Plahuda, and we are expanding our minds, opening our hearts to an entirely new way of being. And I am very excited that you are back here. I'm super grateful that you are here. And we have an incredible episode for you today where I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing my personal astrologer, Dimitri. And he is a professional astrologer who has been doing this for the last over 35 years. And he is from Ukraine. And he actually had the opportunity to train and work with some of the best Russian astrologers and university professors who were in those mathematical disciplines who practiced the knowledge of astrology in secret during the Soviet era and really allowed it to come on main stage after the collapse of the USSR as keepers of that science. And yes, astrology is science, which you will learn in this. And it's super, super powerful work. So I'm very excited for you to listen to this episode. Dimitri shares all about the predictions of what is coming for 2023, what you can personally understand for your own chart to a degree. Um, If you want to go deeper, you can obviously book a session with him, but you're going to learn so much about what is coming for 2023, how to prepare yourself for what's coming and to really get excited for what's coming. Cause yes, there are going to be challenges. However, everything that is coming toward us is always happening for us. And I'm sure that you can see that the world is shifting in mega ways right now. So that's why I wanted to bring this to you guys, because this information is just so, so powerful to help us to really step into our highest potential here on the planet. So without further ado, enjoy the episode with Dimitri for the 2023 astrology predictions. Yes, I've been doing uh, astrology for a long time. And you're right. I mean, I started to learn it when it's frankly was uh, still collapsing from a Soviet Union. So there was not much difference between Ukraine and Russia, not unlike, not like now. Right. So yes, it's partly like Russian, partly like uh, uh, Ukrainian teachers that I have and the literature that I was using and so on. So yeah. But most of it is also coming with practice and a constant learning. Like even as I practice now, I'm constantly like updating my my knowledge and learning something new and trying something new and all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and astrology is something that's new for, I know a lot of the people that tune into the podcast um, so do you mind just sharing a little bit more about like the science of it and how it is like a secret um, science that they've been using for so many years to be able to predict things? Yeah. And pretty much it's a math for those who are thinking that it's like something very esoteric and something occultic. No, it's math. It's really math. And uh, everything is calculatable, therefore predictable based on, on like any, any science that is using mathica, uh, mathematical calculations. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, and it's one of those things too. I know you say this as well, that you have to go have a session. And then once you do the sessions, you're like, okay, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> like it's like impossible for you to make this shit up. And then you start believing and it does start opening your mind and expanding it to more than what we thought life was about. And there's so much more to life than I know for me personally, what I thought life was about. Uh, the last like five, six years since I kind of went on that spiritual journey, it has opened up my mind to a whole entire, which like the podcast to entirely new way of being. And there's so much more out there for us. So I'm excited that you're here. Thank you for taking your time to be here with us all. And um, yeah, I'd love for you to just share what's on the horizon for all of us, Dimitri in 2023. Okay. So uh, I decided that I will not go like traditional astrologers go like sign by sign because there are plenty of this information on the internet, plenty on YouTube. I don't want to be just one of the uh, like Diamond Dyson 
who do this sort of things. And I also want to tell you that, uh, well, for those who don't know, I'm uh, doing both school of astrology. Some of them, as you know, some astrologers uh, usually do only Vedic astrology, Indian, Jyotish also known. Some do only tropical, uh, also known as Western. Okay, I do both. I find that both are extremely useful. But in this case, I'm going to be using the tropical or Western one because I believe that uh, in predicting the events, um, you know, personal events for the year, uh, it's better to use than Vedic astrology, but that's for the personal consultation. Okay, since we do, are going to, uh, to to look at the overview of the year and how the events outside are going to engage us into play, it's much more in, uh, much more useful to use the tropical. Okay, because that's the one that studies it. Uh, so uh, before I start here uh, in details to go uh, into things, I want to say to you that. Um, this year, 2023, I heard some people say, oh, it must be easier than 2022. Sorry. No, not going to be easy. It's going to be presenting other challenges, but at least it's going to be a different kind. Mm. So um, what we have here is that from everything that I analyzed for this time is, uh, I would call it a year of the Venus. The reason for that, there are actually plenty of reasons for that. Uh, first of all, uh, two biggest drums that uh, make predictions for the year, Jupiter and Saturn, are both going to be associated uh, with Venus because Jupiter goes and spends most of the time uh, of the 2023 in the sign of Taurus, which is ruled by Venus. Saturn goes into the sign of Pisces, where Venus is an esoteric ruler, <clears throat> and also the planet in exaltation there. Besides that, we're going to have four eclipses, two of which are happening in the in the um, uh, signs controlled by Venus, one in Libra, one in Taurus. Okay, uh, we uh, that's also because the uh, Ketu, the South Moon Moon node, is going most of the year through the sign of Libra, again controlled by Venus. Okay, uh, and. Um, the biggest of them, I would say, is the fact that this year Venus is going to make a big loop. Okay, between June 19 and October, September, yes, October 7. So it's a pretty long time in the year. It takes most of the summer and it takes most of the autumn. Okay, and it's going to be the, uh, Venus is going to be making a loop in Leo. Okay, so this year is going to be pretty ambitious. Okay. Mm. So what really means the year of the Venus, when the Venus control a lot of the uh, critical events of the year? Uh, the Venus, as, as much as people think, oh, there must be about relationships, about love, about romanticism, about art. Yes, all of that is more or less correct about Venus. But first of all, Venus is the planet of desires and obsessions. Okay, And those might not be about the relationship. Those might not be about... Um, about the uh, the art or or uh, in the entertainment industry, although the year is going to be pretty dramatic because of it. Okay, uh, the Taurus, where the Jupiter is going to spend most of its time this year, is going to present uh, a lot of uh, a lot of questions about the. I, I, I'm I'm not really the specialist to say that for sure, but I would not be surprised, judging from astrological point of view, that we're going to face some sort of economic crisis. Because when Taurus is involved, and especially involved through uh, through the eclipses and through the squares that are going to be happening from the Venus that rules the Taurus most of the year, we are talking about the, the crisis of Taurus. And crisis of Taurus usually have to do with economics. It has to do with uh, with availability of products, so there might be shortages. 
It might have to do with energy crisis. It might have to do with uh, supply crisis, as I said, well, availability of, of, of things. And it might to do with, with uh, currency collapses, okay? Things like that. And it will involve a lot of the countries in this case, okay? So I won't say, I mean, I won't be predicting the default per se, but I think that we might get pretty close to that. I don't know which country specifically, what uh, series of the countries, but this is going to be a big, um, big concern during the year. Uh, I would, therefore, I would recommend people to be very careful with their money during the year, okay? Without, uh, I, would, I would suggest not to spend without uh, necessity because you don't know what's coming next. Uh, you can safely say that you're coming completely out of it only in the year 2024 when the Jupiter is completely leaving the, the sign of Taurus. But before it leaves it then, it's going to conjunct with Uranus. So we, in 2024, are going to have the last surprise associated with it. Now that might be the actual default, for example, if it didn't happen. Can you say that again, Dimitri? The... Can you repeat what you just said? Yes. Uh, the, uh, we, we can say safely that we are completely out of this threat only by the, uh, by the spring of 2024. When before leaving the sign of Taurus, Jupiter is going to conjunct with Uranus. Okay. Uh, and if we didn't hit the default this year, we might actually then. And only after it, you can say that that it's okay, that it's safe, okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't want to scare people in vain, but at the same time, you know, it's better to be, you know, cautious than to feel sorry then, right? For sure. Yeah, and those so, are all definitely things that we want to be diving into, like the financial economy, like the economy is not going so well, right? And it's, if, you, if, if people have been following all of the stuff that's going on, like that collapse is so imminent. And I feel like it's so important for it to happen at this point to create that reset. Mm -hmm. So that things can get back on track to be mm -hmm. able to start being more efficient for humanity, because it really hasn't been for the people, mm -hmm. right? It's been a lot of money and power and greed. And I feel like it's just, I know we've had these conversations before where it's kind of the tipping of the power and it's beginning to happen where the stuff is starting to, to shift, but things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. And even from like a human consciousness perspective, I think on the last episode, you had shared this as well, that when things get bad that's when things start awakening. And usually we awaken to greater things through trauma, or sometimes it is spontaneous and it is more of a gradual thing. But I feel like for a lot of people right now, it's going to be big things. And I see even what people are moving through right now with like, like, like a lot of death of, of family members and illnesses and all of these big things that are happening in their life, which brings up all of this emotional turmoil, which then leads to addictive type behaviors or obsessive type behaviors because of the they don't know, we don't know how to deal with the emotional piece within. So then we just obsessively go toward all of these things with the codependency and the addiction and all of these things that is just obsessive, right? So I can totally see yes. everything that you just shared. It makes so much sense with everything that's going on. And what I'm hearing with that is like, be very intentional with where you're putting your money. Always have a plan B. Yeah. Yeah. In that case, that would be, that would be necessary. But yeah. uh, not everything is so, so doomed. Okay. First of all, uh, I would say that the luckiest people do, during this year are actually the ones who are dating because the year is actually the year of gambling. Mm, and I don't mean gambling in terms of like casino yeah, yeah. or something like this, or, you know, the, the, the betting on the horses, but um, it's, it's, the, it's the gambling in terms of daring. It's the year that will welcome and succeed. Who will succeed during the year is the, the people who don't hesitate to dare mm -hmm. and don't hesitate to persevere 
with you know to to perceive uh regardless of obstacles there will be obstacles okay mm-hmm. but in the end those who 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 with, with biggest perseverance are going to win mm-hmm. okay so uh and also don't hesitate to think out of the box this year is very much welcoming for that for several reasons Okay, so I'll start here a little bit analyzing the uh, smallest uh, components here, and then we go to the biggest one, okay? Okay. So first of all, the year start from the uh, continuation of the loop of the Mars that started in September previous year, 2022, and going to be completely out of it only in uh, by the end of March, somewhere there. Okay, I won't be giving you the exact dates, but it's not necessary. I think, yeah, actually, I do have a date that's still 25th of March. Right before my birthday. Yes, yes. <laughs> but the Martha is going to be out of this loop, so you're lucky. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, what does that mean? The Mars all of this time has been going through the sign of Gemini. That was given to the people constantly the problem with communication, constantly the problem with fulfilling the promises and and obligations. You probably heard all the time. Well, for people who do in astrology, a lot of who've been uh, having the the, the predictions done to them, they know what is retrograded Mercury. Everyone's afraid of those spirits because nothing works, nothing comes as planned and so on during this time. Well, when the Mars is going in the loop in Gemini for this half year, it feels like the extended Mercury retrograde. It gives exactly the same effect. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Mars is making, Mars in Gemini in the loop is making uh, people do live in, in, in principle seven Fridays a week, you know? It's when you plan something, let's say, for a specific time, and then there's a whole bunch of things happen at that time, and you have to take priorities. Therefore, majority of your plans you have to cancel. You have to refuse uh, to people who ask for your help or ask your participation or count on you, and that creates all kinds of dilemmas and problems in the society. That's what we're living uh, through until the end of March. So I would suggest to people, if you are feeling yourself a victim of some sort of uh, this sort of treatment, don't jump to conclusions to uh, to think badly about people who, you know, who might not fulfill their promises or, promises or obligations for you because they are going through the hell, chances are. Mm-hmm. It's a special effect in people who have planets in that sector or who are born in that sector. So Gemini during this time is really suffering. Okay, right. They have too many things on their plate that they can hardly call. Okay, so um, hopefully, um, hopefully, not hopefully, Thankfully, it's going to be uh, over by the end of March. Then Mars goes uh, into the sign of cancer between March 25 and May 20. During this time, uh, Mars is actually in the place where it's not very comfortable as well. It's a place where Mars is debilitated. So we're going to have a spring when uh, people make kind of uh, action based on the mood. Okay. Uh, a lot of that is going to be hysterical. A lot of, of that is going to be impulsive, but most of it going to be people hesitating to make the decision and make the last step and so on. Uh, people who are going to be throwing to, uh, I'm sorry, who's going to be um, progressing a lot during this time are actually people who are who are born Aries. Okay. Because when Aries is facing, yeah. When Aries is face face this square, it's 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 only um, it's it's only increasing their enthusiasm. Wow, this is this is going to get exciting then, Dimitri. I'm already pretty enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah mm-hmm. so uh yeah and uh then mars goes into the sign of leo where it's going to be between the may 20 and Ju- uh yeah july 10 so most of the june so that's where the mars is going to meet with venus that is starting the loop and that's where it's going to uh, to create in june it's going to create altogether the the square with jupiter the summer i'll tell you we're going to to to, to have pretty dramatic People who, who expect a very romantic summer, you probably should wait till the next year. Not this one. This year is actually, I would suggest for people during this year to be prepared to persuade, to, to persuade with their agenda. Uh, a lot of people will have more work than usually. A lot of people will have to fix the... Um, going, to, going to find themselves sort of in the middle of the crisis that have to deal immediately. Okay, so we're going to have the the summer when uh, people actually fight for their security and safety. Okay, so that is going to be affected. Uh, um, There is Mars going into into Virgo, then in in Libra and and in Scorpio. Well, the most uh, exciting time for the people who are dependent on the Mars influence is going to be between October 12th and November 24th. So it's again the uh, last last period of the of the autumn. During this time, people will get start getting the results they put into this year the most. Okay. That's the time when 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 efforts actually pay off. Okay. So uh, after it, there is not that much significant time uh, from the uh, position of Mars. So we'll move to the Jupiter here. Jupiter, since December of the last year, since December 20 uh, of 2020, till May 16, goes through the sign of the uh, Aries. So I would suggest to all the people, regardless under which signs they were born, to make their launching of anything that they plan to do during this year to make this project started, officially started, before the May 16th. There are several reasons for it. First of all, the Jupiter is moving towards Rahu, North Moon Node, where, which works like magnifying glass and going to give the Jupiter, the only planet, frankly, that can control Rahu in a good way, okay, is going to give it a lot of uh, green light. So in order for that to happen, something already has to be launched. So your projects has to be already on the map, mm. on the road. Okay, so then since my 16 till actually May 25, 2024, Jupiter is going to stay in Taurus. Okay, during this time, um, there are going to be a lot of revaluations. Again, as I said, this is a sign of Venus. It's also the sign where the Jupiter is an esoteric ruler. You know, when we talk about Venus in terms of um, influence on culture, it's usually art, entertainment industry, and so on. You know, beauty, fashion, and things like that. But as you can imagine, the word culture is much way more than this. The Jupiter in Taurus symbolizes the whole world culture, whole world, and everything that it means. So it's more than just that, more than just art and entertainment and uh, fashion. So um, the Jupiter in Taurus is going to make a revaluation of values for the whole planet. Okay, so there will be a, it's it's a, every Chinese, for example, always anticipate and afraid of the year of the dragon, which is usually associated, which is next year, which is associated with the position of the Jupiter in Taurus, uh, because uh, the dragon for the for, for Chinese is the might of the whole twelve signs animal calendar. Okay. So uh, that's that's specifically because of that. That's when the Jupiter makes uh, the the people forcing people to return to the uh, to the eternal values, to understand better and evaluate better. You know what's more important in life, 
And as you can imagine, in order to for people to do that, they have to face the crisis. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. So, and this this year, the Venus provides it in 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 big quantity. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's that's in terms of Jupiter. So from the position of the Jupiter, actually, I would say that the before May 16, the fire signs are going to um, to thrive the most. Also, the air signs, except Libra. For Libra, this first half of the year is, is pretty difficult. And I would say if you are Libra or if you have a lot of planets in that sector, uh, consult astrologer because it will, he, will, he can help you. She can help you maneuver through this difficult time. Okay. Now, after it, since my May 16, it becomes the, uh, the, the time for the Earth signs to thrive. Okay. It's the time when the careful planning, when, um, when minimalistic approach, uh, and meticulous approach, I would say, to business, to any kinds of things associated with production, with security, with financial planning is going to pay off. Starting from May 16, I would say, stop uh, being risky. This is the time when the gambling, gambling should be put aside. Gambling good in, in the time when you launch in the projects, if they're associated with the risky business. Okay. After it, everything's supposed to take the, the cautious and and and, and conservative uh, approach. And then it then it will be uh, successful. Okay. But again, the Jupiter in Taurus is going to make uh, during the summer and autumn. Uh, very extensive squares, very difficult relationship with the ruler of the of the Venus. Therefore, that's go they're going to be a crisis, as I said. Okay, it can, for a lot of people, it's going to be a personal crisis. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, for people who have uh, personal planets, uh, you know, in that in that region or in that square, let's say in the signs of Scorpio, in Taurus, in uh, in Leo or in Aquarius, especially. Okay they're going to have uh, most um, most hard time. But uh, the good news here is that during the whole year, the Saturn is actually going through the, what is called Mula Tricona sector, Mula Tricona um, uh, sign. Uh, that's from Vedic astrology term. Uh, Mula Tricona is the best place for the planet. And Saturn is a very slow moving planet. It has a cycle of 30 years, mm. right? So during this time, during this year and the next year, and it's actually a little bit of 2025 as well, um, the Saturn is in the best sector of the whole zodiac ring. If the previous two and a half years, 2020, 2021, and most of 2022, uh, we uh, faced the Saturn in Capricorn where it was very strong, but it's also very doomy there. That's it's a place where the Saturn gives a lot of limitations, a lot of boundaries, a lot of deficiencies. Well, you know what COVID caused us mm -hmm. to the whole planet, and a, a lot of uh, uh, a, a lot of uh, cancellations, uh, a lot of uh, that of death of the business. It's when Saturn in Capricorn really promotes uh, the sharks to eat the small animals, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so everything small was suffering. Okay, so now is the opposite time. When the Saturn goes into Aquarius, it's the time, why, why it's a Mula Tricona sign? It's, it's turned mad scientist into geniuses. It's when everything that you dreamed about and everything that seemed to be too risky or impossible to, uh, to materialize suddenly finds the green light and possibility to actually be materialized. Okay, Saturn in Aquarius, in the cluster of Aquarius uh, mostly, uh, is uh, a very much a rewarding planet. 
But again, Saturn requires the discipline and hard work. The only difference that this time impossible becomes possible and quite doable. That's also why I said it's a year of the gamblers. So especially if you launch something even risky before May 16, you have every possible chance to succeed throughout the year, provided that you're willing to put the hard work behind it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in that case, the, the, your efforts going to be, uh, you know, very successful. So, um, the Saturn is, uh, in Mulatricona sign started from January 15th, which is what in three days right. it started. Yeah. So we all going to feel it very soon. Okay. So start making plans and not just plans start to launch things, start to, you know, start the projects. Mm -hmm. okay. So from uh, January 15th, then um, from March March 7th to, to June 17th, Saturn is in Pisces in direct move. Starting from June 17th till November 4th, it goes into retrograde. So that's the time really when before June 17th, everything is already should be working. If you start something after it, you have a very little chance to succeed. Okay, so that is the time when you're already fixing the doodos that you might have made uh, in the process of launching and starting uh, the project. Okay, but more importantly, here is that this position of the Saturn is warning, I would give a big warning to people who are born or have planets in the second uh, and third decade of February. Well, the born in the second and third decade of February. People who are born in the last decade of uh, Aquarius and the first decade of Pisces, they are under the big gun. What does that mean? The first decade? Uh, first decade of Pisces, well, between uh, zero and 10 degrees of Pisces, if they have sun there, if they have planets there, okay. They are How under would somebody know that, Dimitri? Sorry? How would somebody know? Um, well, if people are born between uh, February 18 and February 28, they are first decade of Pisces. Okay. Their son is in first decade of Pisces. People who are born uh, between, well, 10 years, 10, 10 days or before it. So between uh, February 8, I would say, well, February 10, let's say, February 10 and February 20, February 18. This is the last decade of uh, Aquarius. They're going to be affected as well. They're going to be, they are, the Aquarius is going to be affected because uh, the Saturn is going to be in conjuncted with the sun. Uh, in the in the time of their solars, and as you know from the how the solars are working, everything that is printed in the moment of your solar if around the time of your birthday is going to give an effect of how you how you uh, face your year mm -hmm. till the next birthday. So they're going to be affected by this. People who are born in the beginning of uh, of um, Pisces, the transit is going to go back and forth throughout the whole year through their sun or the planets that are situated in that sector. And Saturn puts deficiency, loneliness, often depression, okay? Uh, problem is with the Saturn that it's going to make people face the harsh reality, okay? But again, the saving grace here is that during all of this time, the Saturn still is a nulla tricona. So while it makes you face the reality, it also gives you the possibility to fulfill your dreams. And if you, if you think out of the box, it's going to give you the solutions. And that's actually the, the, the best thing for the science because uh, Aquarius is normally waiting for this time without realizing they're waiting for the Saturn and Latricona because they're filled with ideas that is usually either, either ahead of time or a little too crazy to perform, okay? And now suddenly they receive this time when they can fully launch it and make it happen, 
okay? So uh, for them, it's actually great. So on the one hand, it will put them through a lot of hard work, a lot of hardships associated with it, but Saturn always does it in conjunction with Sun. But on the uh, on the other hand, uh, it's going to give them this, this once in 30 years possibility that they uh, can finally, you know, fulfill their dream or hope, no matter how crazy it always sounded. And during this time, they have to be prepared, they will not be supported. Mm. When people uh, face conjunction of Sun and Saturn, they usually face to be uh, the difficulty being alone. And the biggest difficulty for them, actually, for facing it alone. Uh, somehow people either will not be understanding them, uh, will not be able physically to offer support, will be refusing emotional support. There may be plenty of reasons, depends on your personal chart, if you want to know exactly what, what it is there. I'd suggest you to, again, to contact the astrologer and, and figure it out uh, what it's like for you. But I have to warn those people because on the one hand, the year can be very successful for them, but it's also still a hard year. Right, yeah. Uh, conjunction of Saturn uh, or any planet strips from any kind of frivolity and romanticism. It makes it face hard reality, almost cynical. Okay, it faces them to understand the hardship and difficulty, and uh, realize that everything that comes with the price. And Saturn demands the price. It's like the tax collector comes to your door. Mm. You know, so that's uh, that's Saturn being in that zone. At the same time, for people who are born in the first decade of Scorpio, or the first decade of uh, Cancer, they're going to have a little relief from that tax collection, so to speak. Because for them, the Saturn is going into the trine. And that allows them a little bit more freedom and a little bit more, um, more widespread of things that they can be uh, allowing themselves in life, okay? They're going, they're going to be under, they're going to, 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 to receive a little bigger indulgence, so to speak, okay? So it's it's good for them. Again, if you have planets there as well, you're going to face uh, you, you you're going to see that. But Saturn even in, in in trines usually doesn't give a lot of joy. It just gives more freedom and possibilities. That's all. And then the rest of it is how you're going to work with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's about Saturn. And um, yeah, and the people who are going to actually benefit the most from this transit of the Saturn. Uh, the people who are uh, born in the last decades of the Libra and the last decade of Gemini. So again, between if your sun or your planets between the uh, the 20 and 30 degrees of Gemini or Libra, you're going to be on the on the horse. And for these people, I actually would recommend do not hesitate to gamble. Do not hesitate to take risky business, to take risky approach, um, uh, you know, in, in your projects, in your launching, because Saturn is going to help you. Saturn is going to keep you realistic, and it's going to give you the instrument, all the instrumentarium uh, to fulfill your goals. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then we have during this uh, year uh, four eclipses. Well, two sun eclipses, two uh, moon eclipses, and therefore two corridor of eclipses. Okay, uh, the eclipses, Dimitri. I just want to kind of add something in there. Um, it's interesting mm -hmm. with astrology too, and everything that I've learned. Um, it's one of the biggest things to not do is compare to not compare what one sign is doing to the other, because all of them are there for a specific growth and us learning different lessons, right? So it's, it's, 
some people are going to go through big challenges. And it's interesting. The one that you were sharing with like the deep loneliness. I know when I went through my deepest, most lonely times, that was when I learned the most about myself. And that's when I was like, fuck this. I don't need anybody else to understand what I'm doing. I'm going to start doing this for me. And that that's was one not, of the let's say you learn your self-sufficiency. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so cool when you can actually start seeing all of these different periods like that, because it's like, oh my gosh, they're all here for our highest good. And when we can just like, like you said, um, well, especially like Mercury retrogrades, I actually love them now because it really has opened me up to be more flowy and start trusting spirit more and start trusting and having faith in something greater than myself, because it's so easy for us to want to like try to mentally control what's happening. But Mercury retrograde, when that happens, it's like, nope. And that's why most people struggle because it's like when you mentally plan something and you want something to go that way, if you have expectation of it going that way, you're going to have a lot of emotional kickback when shit doesn't go your but way. You see, a lot of people also mis, uh, mi mi misunderstand uh, the Mercury retrograde period. It gives you tremendous uh, opportunity for research mm. or for uh, realize, for, to, to, to actually to stop and to ponder about everything that already has happened and do some sort of you know due diligence associated with maybe something has to be changed maybe mm -hmm. something has to be relaunched maybe something has to be rethought and so on and the best time to be changing how your policy working how your business working how your project working even how your relationship is working without bringing anything new but simply stepping back and analyzing it's actually a great time to do it during the mercury retrograde so for example i often uh, say to people during the mercury retrograde if you decide like what happened between you as a couple okay and you've been dying to say something to address something and you're looking for a good time to do this find a good time during the mercury retrograde period because mm -hmm. that's the time when the people will be listening more about the past than about the present and the future okay mm -hmm. that's when people are people attention is turned into the past and that is also why it's so difficult to do anything new during this time it's how we've we, we focused Mm -hmm. kind of space make, makes us uh, psychologically driven towards certain energy and that's our energy of the past during the Merc mercury retrograde phase makes us rethink things okay mm -hmm. so when it comes to the um to the lunar, lunar eclipses in order to talk about this we have to talk about the uh, main components that causes those eclipses and that's nodes moon nodes south moon nodes north moon nodes also known in astrology as rahu and ketu okay um those are magnifying glasses uh the north moon node also known as rahu is a magnifying uh glass that makes an obsession of, of things it makes uh people put all of the focus all of the attention towards where the rahu is showing and i mean all of us so it's important for example for individual transits i always say to check where the moon nodes is going individually in your chart throughout the year because where that's that's the that's the area of life that you're going to be focused most of the year. One way or another, all the roads will be going into that row. Mm. Okay. And the Keto, the opposite, the South Moon node, shows what we uh, want to cancel, want to want to stay away from, what we want to uh, get rid of, and to stop paying attention to that completely. Okay, I have a lot of readings for people, especially for couples who go uh, through uh, a lot of uh, crisis in their relationship exactly in the time when Venus or uh, Lord of the Seventh House, House of Partnership, for example, uh, of one of the person is in conjunction with Keto. Suddenly this person becomes very cold. 
not interested in the relationship, not interested in the partner, Stop, start living his own life and don't involve the partner in that life. And of course, the partner starts panicking. Okay. Mm -hmm. While all he has to know is that simply, uh, first of all, Keto gives a lot of interesting ideas besides canceling things and being not interested uh, in things that new that come into that um, direction. It makes people rethink everything that happened in the past. Okay. Mm -hmm. So during the Keto going in through the Libra, you would notice, and that's most of the year, uh, you will notice that uh, you'll hear a lot of stories when the people go back to their exes, okay? Suddenly, because they want to rethink what happened then. They want to have uh, questions answered, not because necessarily they want to reestablish the relationship. Those cases also might happen, but they would, would be rare. Mm. Most of the time, it's when you, can, you become obsessed with an idea why things happened like this. I want to know something that, that I didn't quite get then. You know what I mean? So be prepared to face that. And that's most of the year. And the same thing goes with eclipses, especially with eclipse, um, the, the, the sun eclipse that is happening on October 20. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, on sun eclipse, uh, full sun eclipse that is happening on October 14. Okay, that's uh, in, in uh, opening the whole um, corridor of eclipses. So most of the October, you will be hearing a lot of those stories. Okay, but also uh, the one that is happening first on April 20 and the corridor of eclipse that goes till May the 5th, okay, that is the one that is uh, going to be more about the security. When I say to you that there are things that might be, um, that might be given the um, scaring signals to the society about how economy uh, runs, they must be, might be happening around that time. Also, it's the, First of all, the, the, the first eclipse, full sun eclipse, very powerful one, is going to be happening in the last degree of Aries, okay? 30 degree of Aries, okay? Um, and 30 degree of Aries on this borderline between Aries and Taurus is uh, also known as, uh, it's an upper zodiac sign of um, whale, okay? Also known as Le Le Leviathanos or Leviathan, Okay? Uh, it's actually the one that is usually associated with politics, politics and reformation of the society. You know, people like Karl Marx, Lenin, Hitler, uh, all of them were somehow connected to that region. They were mm. born around that time, mm. around April 21, 22, and so on. So uh, anyone who is born also in that time usually interested in the political reforms, social reforms, and so on. So having the sun, uh, full sun eclipse in that zone, uh, might mean a lot of uh, shifts in the uh, in the uh, um, political inter um, interrelationship between countries. Uh, big events associated with war in Ukraine, for example, are going to be associated with this time and so on. And it's going to affect the whole uh, whole um, uh, corridor of eclipses between April 20 and May the 5th. Okay, it's going to be a turning point there. Okay, and... Um, the uh, the one on April twenty is particularly threatening because it's it's also happening in conjunction with Jupiter and in square with Pluto. So we're going to have uh, to, to face the big crisis. It can be a consumption crisis, it can be a supply crisis, the one that I'm talking to you about, and it can be an energy crisis. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
So uh, the one, the, the lunar eclipse that is going to uh, to finish that corridor on May the fifth is actually going to be uh, pretty good. It's going to be in in uh, Scorpio and in full, kind of in a full trine with Mars and Neptune in a full water trine. So this crisis is going to be diluted somehow. In other words, it's going to scare us, but the solution should be found soon. Okay. But the one that is uh, on October 14 and uh, till October 28, so most of the second half of October it takes, or let's say you can say most of October it takes in general, okay? That's the one that is going to be uh, dealing with a relationship, whatever on personal relationship, business relationships, and uh, uh, obligations associated with it. There will be a lot of court cases opening during this, this time. There will, be, um, there will be international dealings or international scandals during this time, you'll see, okay? So that's the one. But, and of course, the most important one event, I would say, is between June 19 and, as I said, October 7th. It's the loop of the Venus. Loop of the Venus between the 13 degree of Leo and 29 degree of Leo. So Venus stays firmly in the sign of Leo. And when Venus is in Leo, it's all about ambitions. What also makes it more important than usually is that during this time, Venus is conjunct in the Black Moon in Leo. I made a little um, video, well, actually, Terence was putting it for me, uh, in, uh, um, in my uh, Instagram. You probably can, can see it there. About the Black Moon, yeah. Like it's briefly basically says what you can expect from Black Moon in Leo. And this one is going to be big time emphasized by this loop of the Venus. During this time, you will hear a lot of scandals, a lot of divorces will be happening during this time, a lot of scandals, a lot of breaks of the relationship, uh, a lot of demands, a lot of obsessions associated with it, um, uh, a lot of scandals. And by relationships, I not only mean personal, it's also the business relationship and so on, like everything that people do in collaborations, for example, people start pull, uh, will start put, uh, pulling blankets on themselves. How you can avoid, and I, I said this in that little video, how you can avoid uh, being in, in, infected by the black moon in this case, as soon as you feel that you're sort of like underloved, you know, underrespected, you know, uh, who that, that you that 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 you uh, lack in uh, appreciation, chances are this is infection of the black moon. Okay, so the cure from this is to start thinking, whom did I? Uh, not give enough appreciation. Whom did I offend without reason? Make the stress not from you, but on, but towards others. Whom did I treat it badly and they didn't deserve it? The more focus you're going to be to be making on this, the more you become immune from the black moon here. And this is actually much more dangerous than than uh, than than it sounds, mm -hmm. because as I said, uh, this Venus. Because you see everything that is happening in the fixed sign, fixed signs are Leo, Taurus, Scorpio, and Aquarius, usually live very long, whether it is good or bad. So if there is a crisis associated with the fixed sign, it's something that they, that, that we're going to face the consequences for many, many years. So it will be very difficult to fix. It's better not to, uh, to allow the sort of things to happen from the beginning. Okay. And especially, of course, it's going to affect Leos themselves, which means people who are born in the second and third decade of Leo, and people who have uh, a lot of planets there. You, by the way, I think one. I have a rising Leo. And there you go. Yeah. So, uh, but again, second and third phases, you are rising first, first decade of Leo. 
So I mean on the second and third decade. So people of between uh, 10 degree of Leo and 30 degree of Leo, not first 10. Okay, first 10 are safe from this. Okay, so they're going to be experiencing that a lot. Okay, so you will see struggles for power in the relationship, in the in the industries, even in the in in the politics and so on. The year is going to be pretty dramatic. That's going to be a lot about about this. Okay, so um, I would say the year again. The year can be very um, very fulfilling for people who focus on others. That's one thing not on yourself make an effort to focus on others what you contribute what you do for others instead of what you take mm -hmm. okay uh don't hesitate uh or better to say not don't hesitate don't be scared if you don't receive appreciation or reward for what you're doing right away you will when the venus is out of the sleep it's actually normal if you don't before it so i would say throughout the year the most rewarding time is i said when the mars goes into scorpio so that starts only in october okay so people have to be prepared that they're working for the results that are not going to be right away it's not going to be immediate results okay but uh, also uh, focus on the fact that this year is allowed the crazy project your dream project maybe to actually be successfully launched. So ignore the difficulties, ignore the hardship, uh, try to do the best out of it and do not uh, lose uh, the, the faith because Saturn will not will, will not uh, betray it. Saturn in Latricona is awesome. Okay? So it's uh, actually going to reward people who are hardworking and uh, who exercise perseverance. Mm. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, huge. So take take the risks, go for it, and then yeah. be ready for when life yeah. starts bringing yeah. you things and be reflective and being kind. I love how that came up too, just being a good person. And and it's interesting with that. Like I guess like the black moon is kind of like your karma, right? Like if you're just a dick to people. And I would say the luckiest people of the year, by the way, are the people who are born uh, under the uh, two signs. It's uh, Capricorns and Virgos. Amazing. They are the luckiest. If you have people like this or have planets in that sector yourself, you know, and you have people like this in your circle, don't hesitate to make teams with them and don't and, and just look at how they look at things, how they take things. Chances are they're going to be providing a good example of how to maneuver throughout the year as well. Okay. So and being in a team with them also will uh, ensure more success. Amazing. It's especially true about the second and third decade again of those two signs. So between 10 degrees and 30 degrees of both signs. Also, a very important thing I wanted to say here, but it's it's will be more important if we do the next year, 2024, than this one. But uh, I can mention it already now. The Pluto is about to leave the sign of Capricorn forever. Okay. And it's going to move into Aquarius where it's going to be for the next 15 years. It's extremely important because we actually started to live in the air, uh, air time, starting from 2020, okay? Uh, for 200 years, starting from 2020, the major conjunction that has formed the direction of where the society, where the, the Earth energy basically goes, uh, conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn are going to be meeting only in the air trine science. 
before for 200 years, they were an earth trying science. We probably should make a video part about this if, if, if people are interested, because it's extremely important. And people who are interested in history will find a lot of correlations and what, what I have to say about this. But important thing is that we started to live in the mini epoch in the big epoch of Aquarius, which is 2,160 years, but in the mini epoch for 20 years, between 2020 and 2040. And inside of this 20 years, the Pluto moves into Aquarius and spend most of this 20 years in that sign, intensifying everything that is going to bring. And there is, I can give a lot of predictions what going to happen in the next 20 years. It will going to be so many events that I'm telling you, if you think that the, the life is, is, is running on a face of fast speed now, it's nothing in comparison with what's to come. Mm -hmm. Okay, Because everything will be changing very, very fast. And people will have no time to accommodate to the news. Mm. It's the time when the most agile and speedy people are going to be succeeding who are ahead of time. Time for young, frankly. Okay. Mm -hmm. But also time for people who are not hesitating to employ new gadgets, new technologies into their life because everything is going to be driven by that. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you one thing in advance that it's going to be the end of big industries. Now it's time of small people, small businesses, they're going to be mm -hmm. to go for. Mm -hmm. I can already give you an example, a, very, a little, but it's very interesting. Uh, one of my clients actually brought it to me and I found it to be thrilling. You know, there are the big brands in perfumery like Tom Ford, Kilian, you know, Dior, things like that. And they sell on their perfumes like $400 a bottle. Mm -hmm. Well, there appear to be a lot of a lot of new companies, olfactory companies, that derive uh, the same formula and sell exactly the same fragrances with the same intensity in the same kind of bottles for $40, $50. Okay? Mm -hmm. Why to pay more, right? Yeah. That is the end of the big sharks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, unfortunately, depends for whom, it's going to be like this in every sector. Mm -hmm. everything is now going to be word of, word of mouth operated, not big uh, advertisements. People no longer are going to be believing in big advertisements. You probably already noticed that. Everyone, when you need services, when you need something, people, what, what people do? They come to you, they come to their friends. Do you know anyone who does that? They don't go for advertisements. They don't believe in them anymore. Mm -hmm. That's how everything is going to operate. So it's important to start building reputations because as soon as the Pluto goes into Aquarius, it's going to be big. Mm -hmm. We're going to be thriving, provided how honest services we do and how much we oriented like client-oriented client people. Okay? The bureaucracy is no longer going to, like industry, big industries that use bureaucracy and no, no, no longer going to, uh, to, to make any money. They're going to be going down and down and down. Mm -hmm. Will they collapse? Okay, that's going to be the end of it. And another thing, of course, in the epoch of Aquarius or the period of Aquarius, it's uh, Aquarius is the most environmental friendly sign. It's all going to be about eco, you know, energy, energy care. It's all about building the eco friendly cities, buildings, greenhouses, and everything else. It's all about going to be about ecological programs. They're going to be super thriving and super popular, especially because the climate is changing. Mm -hmm. We can't control it anymore. We have to adapt and adapt fast mm -hmm. because the shoreline sinking and everything else happening, and it's only happening more and more in the incoming years. 
And yeah, there will be billions of dollars spent on those projects. There will be people elected who are uh, ecological, um, ecologically driven, who are ecology specialists and so on. That's going to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. So if you think in where to invest, think about that. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. There was somebody else that I was listening to before and it was like almost like the old way of, of the way the world ran. It was like mining external things like mining and like coal and all of the gold and all of this stuff, which was like consuming overconsumption of the planet. Mm-hmm. And now it's like the time of like going within to bring these ideas because everything in our life has led us the experiences that we needed yeah, and the, outside the, in the perspectives to be exactly to you, you got it exactly right. It's we enter in the 200 years of people awareness before it was 200 years of the earth dominated earth element that was the big industry time that was industrial revolution time and mm-hmm. so uh that was when the sh- when the the mass consider it like this it's like the time of dinosaurs di- dinosaurs sorry mm-hmm. of dinosaurs the epoch of, uh, of earth for the last 200 years when the mass is deciding everything okay yeah. now it's a poke of mammals poke of agility and adaptation quick mm-hmm. adaptation okay mm-hmm. and when it's small people start playing the biggest role Okay, everything is going to be one-on-one oriented. And IT is going to help in this big time Mm -hmm. because everything is going to be remotely controlled. Mm There will be more and more, uh, you know, home-operated businesses, uh, um, distance-operated businesses, and so on. The borders will stop existing in terms of how, in terms of market. The dream of America for trade is there. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that is going to take place, plus ecology, plus all of the programs that are facing the health of the society, your nutritional health, you know, uh, the whole food sector is going to be re- rebuilt. The whole ph- pharmacy sector is going to be rebuilt. People will just stop buying the, something that poisons them. Yeah. Again, sure. speaking of awareness, all of that is going to be revolutionized in the minds and the, and the market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because all of these conspiracy theories that people have been saying, it's like they've all been true. It's just now yeah. they're actually coming to the forefront. And now it's all the only question to what extent, but it frankly, in the long run, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It really doesn't. The biggest thing is, is that we are going within to be able to bring all these new ideas exactly. and things to the world and believing in ourselves, believing in ourselves with the ideas that we have and our contribution that we want to make to the world. It really is like the biggest thing. That's super exciting. Yeah, well, I didn't analyze specifically the the uh, here the highest planets like Neptune, Uranus, Chiron, Pluto, Pluto a little bit, okay, for a reason because for that there's supposed to be a, a video part because it's not going to be related just for to one year. Those uh, planets are very slow moving and they influence the the things the, the planet on epochal scale. So if you're interested to uh, to know that, we have to make another video for that. Okay, and you would pull something up on the screen then. Is that what you mean? Sorry? Is, you mean you have to pull something up on the screen to do it? Uh, I could, or I simply could explain it. Cool. Uh, yeah. The yeah, point is that it's not affecting specifically 2023. As I said, like with the Pluto, it affects in the next 20 years. Then Neptune is going to play its part. Then Huron, then Uranus, and so on. So they all form the epoch uh, in which we are living. Okay? Mm-hmm. But I, uh, the good news here is that it's going to be a big, um, very hard time for the countries that are run by corruption. Because corruption is all uh, oriented on bureaucracy and big industries. Mm-hmm. And those are going to go down. Yeah. 
I already faced it like this. Like, for example, there is a big giant Amazon. Let's say that you're in the delivery of your items that you ordered on Amazon. Something happened. Like, for example, the car damaged, like the delivery damaged your door or damaged your porch, something like this. Or, uh, or there is a missing delivery. In order to get to the customer care, do you know how long it takes? In order to get compensation, do you learn how it takes? They have customer care, but it might take up to two months before you get anything. Or even before they refuse you. They're going to be back and forth. I already even face that. Okay, so why would you do that if there is, for example, a small company that suddenly offers the delivery and they are person-oriented, they like face-to-face -face, and you can call exactly the person and ask where is my parcel, where is this and where is that and what happened, okay? Mm -hmm. And in that case, you know, whom you whom you're going to be using, which services? Yeah. Of course, the one that you can control more, the one that is more reliable, the one that needs a reputation and your support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's how everything is going to run. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that I do, like with the spiral and stuff, it works with spiral dynamics as well. And really seeing like the shift in coming from like in spiral dynamics, it's all about like the evolution of human consciousness. And right now we're kind of in level four, which is more like the corporate structures moving into level five, which is more like entrepreneurism level six, which is the um, equality of like people, like basically like the hippie movement, bringing that in. And then above that, you get to like the holistic way of being where you have that spiritual connection, see that everything is one and everything is connected. And it's interesting to see the shift kind of happening because even in those like big corporate kind of environments, when you look at them, they usually don't give a shit about the people, you know, exactly. it's all about money and power. And I find that in those smaller businesses, and even like when I'm building my business, it's like different values are being instilled into the actual structures that are now blooming, exactly. right? And that's the biggest thing is like the small businesses, like we've experienced what it what it's like to be a part of a system where they don't give a shit about you and you're just a number, right? And that's why- and there'll like, be more and more people who prefer that than to be treated like they're nobody. Exactly. Yeah. And you actually get like the quality care and the service and people actually care about giving you a service, just not because they're receiving anything, but just because they want to be a good person. They want to be able to have that kind of reciprocity in relationships and they just have good morals and values. So it's, it's a, it's a lot of challenges like that people are going to be moving through, but it's, mm -hmm. it's really instilling us into, like you said, even before about like more compassion and having more patience with people. And well, the, for you, for you to compare the last time we had those 200 years of the air time, uh, was actually those years, those centuries, 12 and 13, uh, that brought, uh, the, the beginning of Epoch of Renaissance. Mm. So that resurrection of the values again, in comparison is going to be in this, uh, in, in these 200 years that we're starting, but it's going to be more than that because it happens in the Poke of Aquarius, which is also uh, air sign. So it's these 200 years is going to be big jump start for the next 2000. Mm -hmm. Which is super exciting. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everything is going to change. We're going to the, uh, we enter in the period of big migrations, by the way, but they're not going to happen right away, but they're going to happen in this century. Mm. Okay. So uh, huge migrations. That's another thing that uh, air, air, air epoch usually, usually brings when the whole nations move to different lands, okay? But that's already kind of happening and preparing because there will be, there will be cities built, green cities in the middle of the desert. There'll be technology used to build cities right on the water. 
okay? So they can ignore the fact that the ocean level is rising and so on. All of those technologies are already there. The only thing that is needed is to finance them in order to, to make the actual project come up. And that's yeah. where the Saturn in Aquarius and Mola Tricona is actually helping big time. Right. Wow. So all yeah. of that is going to be big time financed, launched during this year, next year. 2023, 2024. Those projects that that already there and they were uh, lacking the finances, they're going to get a, a lot of them this time. Mm-hmm. So it's actually very exciting. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And how we're you moving saying? towards greenhouses, green cities, the 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 safe energy, uh, the safe nutrition, the 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 good produce, they are everything organic. You know, moving away totally from GMO, moving away from chemicals. All of that is going to take place in the next 20 years. Beautiful. And of course, energy. We're going to be, we're going, by the end of this 20 year period, I doubt that people still would be using coal or oil. Mm-hmm. It's actually moving pretty fast. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what Pluto yeah. is going to give when it goes into Aquarius. And but besides other things, by the way, for the next 20 years, it's going to blow up the Aquarian countries from inside. And that okay, is- Say that again? Uh, in the next 20 years, Pluto is going to blow up the Aquarian countries from inside. Mm-hmm. That's Russia, Canada, Australia. Interesting. So what does that mean? A lot of changes in those countries is going to happen. Revolutionary changes. Mm-hmm. How the country operated. Uh, the, the whole whole way of life inside of this country. Everything is going to be completely revolutionized. Mm. Like in a, do you feel like it's in a positive way or no? Sorry? Do you feel like it's in a positive way or no? It depends, uh, depends what was there before. Right. Again, uh, the aim will be is to end the corruption, unnecessary bureaucracy. It's going to be all about what people need. Before Mm -hmm. it was what leaders need. Before it was what clans need. It's no longer clan oriented. It's going to be more what people need. Frankly, every time when the Aquarius is um aquarius is um, um initiated like big energy in aquarius it's always bring the the um the labor masses up it's what creates the revolutions when the low classes started to come up you know what i mean labor mm-hmm. classes start to come up okay mm-hmm. so that is frankly what is expected to happen in russia but they expect it right away uh, and i think that it's going to be a little later right because pluto is not yet in aquarius has to come there. Mm-hmm. You see, this year it's going to sort of like show the nose into it. It goes into the first degree of Aquarius, but doesn't stay there alone and goes back to Capricorn. So it's kind of like testing the ground. So we're going to see already the ideas that are going to be playing big role in the next 20 years. But so far it's going to be on the ideas. The mm-hmm. actual events going to take place starting from 24. So now's the groundwork. Now it's building, building the, the foundation of everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this, uh, this year, every time when the Pluto is, sorry, when the Jupiter goes through the, uh, through the Aries, which is usually associated with the year of the, of the cat or year of the rabbit, that one that we uh, enter now or entering now, okay? It's always the, uh, the, the, the question of, well, that's why I'm saying about gambling, uh, about pioneering, doing something that is risky, something that is um, doing something first time 
or doing something that you haven't tried before or something that is uh, uh, doesn't really give like 50 50 chances of success and you're still doing it you know what i mean mm -hmm. so all of that is actually blooming it's actually very good to do it during this time and the Jupiter is going to be in, in Aries uh, this year, very, very short period of time. As I said, it just entered on December 20, and it's out of there in, in, in April already, mm -hmm. or in May. Yeah, in May. Mm -hmm. So it's a very short period of time. It's less than half a year. But again, it's wonderful half a year. The faster, the, the, if the slow planet sometimes moving very fast through the sign, it intensifies its transit. So the effect of it has become bigger. So whatever recommendation we give for, for let's say, for Jupiter in Aries, the, and the recommendation is be brave, be courageous, don't be afraid. You know, that's the number one. Because Aries is the sign of warriors. When the Jupiter is there, it's, it, it, it rewards the valor. Okay? Mm -hmm. So push through and you'll mm -hmm. get there. Beautiful. And what adds to this is that, as I said, the, the moon node, the moon node is coming to join the Jupiter. It's joining him actually already in Taurus, but the, the, the movement towards each other happening while the Jupiter is still in, in, in Aries. So while it's moving there, it moves towards the success, actually much bigger success than even was planned. That's mm -hmm. what Rahul gives. It multiplies everything, blows right. out of proportion. Mm -hmm. okay? So that is a wonderful thing too, not to miss. So that's why I'm saying don't, don't sit on your bottom, on your bottom, do something you know launch something be brave yeah get out there and do the thing exactly yeah. exactly and saturn as i said saturn is is rewarding everyone who thinks out of the box right now so don't be uh don't be be, be afraid to be crazy <laughs> if it's something that is is you dreaming about and it's something that you always wanted go ahead yeah the time is now. If if you can do it ever, you can do it now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do say the crazy ones are the ones that change the world. So it's our time. Yeah, let's go. Well, that's Rahu people, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For Rahu people, actually, this year is awesome. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what they want. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that, Dimitri. You're very welcome. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm definitely going to be coming to see you soon for my solar. So if you guys are listening to this and you are like, oh my goodness, what does this all mean? How does this like fully impact me and my chart? Definitely go book a call with Dimitri. It's literally like life-changing. It will change your life when you start seeing how you can leverage this stuff to just be able to make your life more easeful. And like I found for me, when I first started doing it with you, Dimitri, it just helped me so much to make decisions and trust myself. And it really helped me to build that so that I could really like be bold and make some big decisions and really start shifting my life in a way where, um, things started getting easier and more flowy. And I started enjoying my life a lot more. So thank you for bringing you all of how I know that I'm probably doing a pretty good job. It's when the people like clients come to me and say, okay, I have a whole list of questions and I always say, okay, let's, let's us address this question after you do your reading. And mm. during the time I do the reading, I, I usually, in the end, I always hear, practically always. Yeah. Oh, you already answered everything. Yeah. Because usually what people have in terms of question is usually what's on the agenda right now. So as soon as I start reading their chart, already addressing this. Yeah. And by addressing, I answer. Yeah. Right? So that's how I know that it works. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, the funniest star, uh, time for me, uh, usually to get the first clients, like usually men come like this, very skeptical. Like, I don't believe in none of this BS and so on. So I say, okay, take it as an entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Okay? And then it's like, yeah, that happened. Yes, that's right. How did you know this? And blah. So by the time you finish, uh, it usually goes into like, I don't know how you're doing it, but it works. So let's do it. Let's keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. And that's the main thing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dimitri. We appreciate you so, so much for coming on here. And we'll definitely be doing some more of these where we're sharing more about the other things that you mentioned. I can't even remember what they were called at this point because there's there's so much astrological jargon. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can you can say in your own words and I put it in terminology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll be doing some more videos to share more about the stuff that Dimitri mentioned. So keep an eye out for them. And if you want to book a session with Dimitri, I will put that link down below in the comments as well. I would highly, highly recommend it. And um, it's going to be a good year. And any everything that happens is always happening for us. So if you get into those dark moments, if you aren't sure what to do, First, like tune into yourself and just know that you're safe, right? And then reach out for help. Like, don't be afraid to seek outside support so that you can start learning how to move through these times because they're they're weird times. They're they're very big times that are happening right now. And you can really set yourself up for a lot of success throughout these times with information like this that's specific. And I'm also doing uh, some stuff on uh, Twitter and Instagram. So those who just want to follow, for example, like maybe daily forecast or some important astrological events and how to, to use them, they can find some information there. They're welcome to do that. So you can uh, sign up and follow. Perfect. Amazing. I will put that in the comments as well. So you'll get all of that information down there. So rock out your 2023, everybody. And uh, thank you so much, Dimitri, for coming on. You're here. welcome. Appreciate you.